welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 223 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, How to Lose Weight and Love Your Life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. I'm so happy that you guys are here. I have a great episode planned for you. I think it's going to be a really powerful episode to help you figure out that missing piece. You know, when you're frustrated, you're like, I had all these good plans. What happened to them? We're going to talk about that today. How do you take those good plans and actually build that consistency that's going to get you to your goals? That's today's topic. Before I get going, though, I just wanted to let you know I've released a brand new free guide for you guys. So make sure that you pause this podcast, go get your copy of the guide. It's a good one. It's the three surprising habits that are making it harder for you to reach your health goals as a female physician. So these are three habits that are totally different than what you would usually think of. We often think, oh, I've got this habit around this food. I've got this habit about always eating in the evenings, those aren't actually what's getting in the way of reaching your goals. And I know that can feel surprising. After years of working with physicians, it's other stuff, other habits that are embedded into us from our training that are actually what make it hard for us to reach our health goals. Because let's be honest, as physicians, we know what health is. We know what eating healthy would look like. Or if your health goals relate to exercise, we know what physical activity would look like and why it's good for us. Those aren't the barriers. It's not lack of knowledge. It's that there's other things that get in our way. And there's these three themes, these habits that we all seem to have that consistently get in physicians' ways. So head over, the link is weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash three habits. That's the number three habits, no space. Weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash three habits. So head on over there and make sure you get your copy today. All right, we're going to talk about following through and how to do it better and how to monitor yourself on how well you're doing this. And the reason why I figured this would be a good episode to record for you guys is I just got home from a weekend away. My husband and I went to Jasper, which I love. We do every January. Thank you to my parents and also to my aunt both of who listened to this podcast, who looked after our kids so we could do it. And it was lovely. But I had a realization when I was away, we're doing a lot of physical activity, like cross-country skiing and a trail run. And so I was in my Strava and Strava has this cool tool. I'm going to say new tool, but I honestly don't spend a lot of time in my Strava because my watch downloads automatically. So it may not be new, but it rates your physical fitness. And I noticed while I was away, I was like, you know what? 
I thought I've been really consistent through this fall with being physically active. I was feeling like really quite fit towards the end of the fall. And yet, when I look at my Strava, it tells a totally different story. It says that after the summer, I started to lose fitness and I've just recently started to rebuild it, which is interesting because I thought I was being really consistent with my physical activity. And when I had that hard evidence in front of me, I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I've been really consistent with going to the workout classes that I do. But when the fall hits and it gets dark in the mornings in September, October, I get kind of creeped out about running into bears during my early morning workouts. So I tend to stop running in the mornings. I find it really hard to get myself to lace up and go out into the dark with a little headlamp on and hope that there's not bears just outside of the cone of light that I have with my headlamp. And so I tend to not run as much. It's a bit of a barrier for me running. And I think that just carried through to the fall. But the interesting piece and the piece why I thought it would be a really good podcast episode is I thought I was doing really well. And yet when you look at the fitness level that Strava tracks, you can obviously see quite a rapid decline and then that I've been working on building it up. And it made me think there's so many aspects like this that our brains are just such good editors about, right? We can think we're eating really healthy and being really careful with our eating, but sometimes if you actually track it, it's not quite as good as what you thought it was. The follow-through on what you think you're doing may not be exactly what you think it is. And this is a really important piece to look at without judgment. This is not an opportunity to beat yourself up (laughs) and tell yourself you're failing. It's just interesting. Notice how our human brains are just such fantastic editors. And if we say to our brain, I want to work on this or I am doing it this way, our brain's like, yeah, no, totally, you're doing it this way. And it will be like, yeah, no, you're exercising a lot, Siobhan. Look at all that. You worked out a ton this week, (laughs) Siobhan. Meanwhile, my Strava chart is going down. It's nothing to be upset about. It's nothing to get mad at yourself about. It's just noticing, okay, this is something to be aware of when we're reaching for goals. That our brain and what we're thinking about in the moment and when we reflect back, how did the week go? How did the day go? Our reflection may not be accurate. In fact, it probably isn't completely accurate. There is editing that will have happened, either just completely forgetting things, sometimes just changing things. Like if I use my running example, some weeks I can be like, yeah, you know, I ran a few times. But if I actually look, maybe I ran once. But my brain would have been like, no, I ran a few times. And it's not that we're lying to ourselves. It's just this is what our brains do. But here's the really good news is you can use this in your favor, right? If our brains believe and create the reality of what we tell it, then we can work on leveraging this. But we need to have ways of monitoring it too, right? Because we don't want it to just be where our brain's like, yeah, no, you're totally eating really healthy. Great work. That may not be helpful. We want to combine that belief and that positive way of speaking and that like forward thinking and your brain being directed towards your goal. We want to combine that with monitoring to make sure that the picture your brain's representing is actually accurate and doing it in a way that supports you, that doesn't make you feel bad about your goals. So I really think when I was thinking about this episode is our follow through is actually more important than the plans that we make. 
And yet we spend a lot more time on the plans for our weight loss and the plans for what we want to do for our health than we do on following through on them. Plans are like a tiny little piece of the beginning. It's the follow through that really is going to determine whether or not you reach your goals. And there's so many things that can get in the way of your follow through. And this is what I do as a coach. There's a tiny little piece when I'm helping physicians with their eating and reaching weight loss goals. There's a tiny little piece where I'm like, yeah, you know, let's work on exactly what you want to be eating. Cause, and it's always customized when I'm working with people because just finding a diet is not the answer. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that it's finding the way of eating that's actually going to work in your life. But that's a tiny little piece. The vast majority of what I help physicians with is uncovering this piece that I'm talking about today of like, why aren't you following through? What's getting in your way and how can we problem solve around it? So I wanted to give you a little snapshot of it. Is snapshot a word? So today, snapshot is a word, guys. All right, let's talk about what we usually do. How do we approach our weight loss? And where are the places where we're getting tripped up or in the follow-up area? So number one, what we usually do is we create a bunch of plans, but we create them when we've reached this point of having so much frustration that we're like, okay, something has to change. It's not as common for us to make changes and make plans when we're like, I love myself so much and I'm so proud of myself that I want to make changes to make myself feel better. That would be amazing if we all could do that. Yes, let's do that. It's just not the way most of us do it. Most of us are like, oh, these jeans are too tight. I can't handle it anymore. Something has to change. I'm going to change it all. And then we make these plans and we're like, okay, we're exercising every day for 30 minutes at least. And we're packing a lunch every single day and we're going to cut all the carbs out, right? Like we make all these plans in these sweeping moments of I've reached a limit of frustration and I can't keep going this way. And so I need to create change. And I'm using this as an example of how we trip ourselves up. There are ways of doing that that can be helpful, but the way I'm going to describe usually isn't. So then number two is we focus on creating the plans that are going to create the fastest change because we're so frustrated from the place that we are at that we want to move away from it as quickly as possible. So that example of these jeans are too tight. We want to create plans that are going to get us feeling comfortable in those jeans as quickly as possible. So when we're making the plans, we don't really factor in our life, right? We're just like, what's the least amount I could eat? What are the things I can cut out of my life? How much can I exercise to get down to a smaller size in these pants? It's not really sustainable when you hear me say it like that. I'm hoping that you pick up on, hmm, that might not be the best way to do it when I already have a really full, busy life as a physician. But it's what we do, and it's what we've been trained to do through diet culture. You go on a diet. That's what a diet is. And so we start with these plans of what we're going to do and what we think will bring us success. But we forget to create a plan about following up a plan to monitor ourselves as we go and to manage obstacles. Now, we may have some follow-up tools that we're using, like if you decide you're going to use an app to record macros or you're going to like be weighing yourself every now and then. Those are methods of monitoring your follow-up. However, what they're lacking is the managing of the obstacle piece, right? In the classic scenario that I'm giving you, yeah, you might use macros, But the first time that you're like, damn, I ate far too many of those cookies in the nurse's station when I was up in the middle of the night. And how do I even enter them in this app? Because I don't even know how many I ate. And then then you give up. 
So sometimes there's some follow-up tools, but there's not the next level of like, when I want to disengage from this or when I've noticed I've disengaged from this tool, how do I then get myself re-engaged? How do I then understand what happened and learn from it so it doesn't keep happening? That's a piece that's missing. The next thing is we often notice that we stop following through and we make it about us, right? Like any, any place, this is why diet culture is so harmful is anywhere we perceive that we're not measuring up, it never becomes, oh, this just wasn't quite the right plan or I need to tweak it. It becomes, well, I failed. I should have done better. Why do I keep doing this? I always end up here, right? Those are like classic things I hear from a lot of physicians when I'm talking with them and coaching them. So we make it about us and we make it not just about us, but we make it that there's something wrong with us. That's harsh, but we were taught to do it. Everybody does that. And then basically we end up in this pit of frustration of like, well, I blew it. That didn't work. I had all these great plans. Everybody, they were going to be so successful. That person on Facebook has been so successful with that plan and I couldn't do it. And so there's something wrong with me. And then we stay stuck in that pit basically, where we're probably back to old habits until that frustration level reaches the breaking point again, where we're like, oh, something has to change. I'm going to, you know, make all these plans. I'm going to cut out all the carbs again. And we just keep going in that cycle. What I want to pose to you today is the place to make the change is how we approach this follow-up and how we approach the obstacle, problem solving around obstacles. You can create plans And if you want to follow plans like cutting out all carbs and you think that that's going to be sustainable for you and you like the idea of living that life, let's do it. I can absolutely help you do that if it's actually what you want to do for the rest of your life. So the plans don't necessarily have to change. I think there's a lot of kinder ways of making plans and that's a topic for a totally different episode. But the piece that really makes a difference between when you set a plan, do you actually reach your goal? is follow-up and your ability to problem-solve around obstacles. I just want to say, like, there's so many places that we can intervene here. If you listen to me describe that typical pattern and you're like, oh, God, (laughs) she in my head, she's describing exactly what I do, know that it can be so much better. There are so many places to intervene. You don't always have to feel like you're in that cycle. And when you start using coaching approaches, when you're starting to use the approaches that I teach, There are such better ways to problem solve and develop and grow with so that you're not in that cycle. You keep moving towards your goals no matter what happens. And so think about it like this, like um, a linear line. You make your plans and at the other end, there's the goal. Between the plans and the goals, you've got your follow through and then you've got the problem solving around obstacles. And those are the two pieces that are often missing. And so if you just make plans and hope they get you to your goal, it's kind of like you're just trying to leap across a ravine. Whereas when you start to focus on your follow-through and your problem-solving, you're building bridges. And if you know how to build bridges, you can get across any ravine. So yes, make plans, but the plan should not take more energy than the energy you're putting into how you're going to follow through and how you're going to problem-solve. Those should have way more energy in a long-term weight loss plan or a you know, lifelong weight management, any other health goal that you actually want to achieve and do it for your life, you need to focus on those two pieces. So today we're talking about how to follow through better. And so I've got three tips for following through better. Number one, 
I think really having some method of tracking is helpful. Now, for all of you who just said, I don't have time to track, it needs to be a method of tracking that works for you, that doesn't take effort. So I can tell you, I lost the majority of my weight without tracking my food, but that doesn't mean it's not a helpful tool. It means I had to develop other ways of tracking myself and paying attention to my consistency without always writing down my food. And I developed something that I call the eating blueprint, which is what I teach inside Thrive Academy for Physicians, my coaching program. And using that method in my brain, I can keep track on how consistent I'm being without necessarily writing stuff down. But for you, you may find writing things down is more helpful. But then you have to find a way that works in your life, that fits into your lifestyle. So I know for myself, keeping track on apps just never worked for me. I would get distracted. I would end up like down rabbit holes. And I'm like, why did I pick up my phone? (laughs) And I'd never tracked anything. Simple things when I do track, I track on paper. Now I use my Thrive Physician Planner that I've created for the members of Thrive Academy. And I track in that because it's really simple. But I just write stuff down. I don't do macro counting and stuff anymore because it just doesn't work for me. But the point is figuring out, giving yourself permission to find out what works for you. Now, something like my Strava example is great because I don't actually have to track anything. My runs and my skis and all the physical activity I'm doing automatically all get downloaded into Strava. All I need to do is occasionally flip on and see what that physical fitness graph is looking now that I know that it exists. (laughs) I can flip in and see what it looks like and get my information from that. It's data collection and it's doing it for me in the background, which is fantastic. Not as easy. I haven't encountered an eating way of tracking that actually can do it in the background. But for other goals, if you can find something that can track in the background like that, fantastic. Where it gathers data for you, excellent. But having some way of keeping track so that your brain isn't acting as that editor that I talked about before. Number two, approach lack of follow-through as a puzzle that needs to be solved. It is not a problem. It is not a deficit. It is not a personal failing. It is just a puzzle. What lack of follow-through means is there's something standing between you and your plans and actually carrying them out. And you get to be the detective to try to figure it out. But it's going to be very hard to figure that out if you're beating yourself up about the fact you didn't follow through. So you have to talk kindly to yourself. You have to be compassionate and curious and be like, okay, I noticed I'd made that plan that I was going to pack lunch every day this week. And here it is Thursday, and the last few days I haven't packed a lunch. Doesn't mean anything went wrong. It just means there's some sort of barrier. And if you're curious, you can be, you can find the reasons and then make plans at work around those barriers. That's the whole point of being curious and problem solving is you start to create solutions that actually work in your life, right? If the original idealistic plan doesn't work in your life, that's okay just means it needs to be modified. For my, you know, packing lunch every day of the week example, maybe it means you need to pack at dinner time. You realize, you know what, packing lunches in the morning doesn't work because the kids are running around screaming and I don't have the focus to do it. So you pack when you clean up your kitchen in the evening. There's a lot of different things you could do. Or you decide, you know what, Wednesdays don't work for me to pack lunch because I have to leave the house so early and it's whatever at work and you don't have time. So instead, I'm going to go here and eat this for my lunch that I can get quickly and that I know is healthy. But the big piece is you can't get in 
to beating yourself up about the fact you didn't follow through because you lose that opportunity to problem solve. You need to be able to problem solve to create plans that are actually custom built in your own life. And then number three is really focus on consistently being consistent. You are not going to follow through on every single plan you've ever made at all times. And to expect yourself to do so is setting yourself up for failure, setting yourself up for feeling bad about the changes you're trying to create to reach your goals. Instead, focus on consistently be consistent. You don't have to be perfect to reach your goals. In fact, messy imperfection done consistently may actually get you to your goals faster than perfection done inconsistently. I use this phrase, consistently be consistent for myself when I was trying to start running again after my son. I'd been on bed rest. I was far more overweight. I'd had like PIH, you know, like all the stuff and recovering and I could barely run. And I was so worried about getting injured. And so I just kept telling myself, just consistently be consistent. Keep showing up consistently, even if it meant some days I ran less than a mile total and just decided that was enough. Even if it meant some days I walked more than I ran. It was the consistently showing up. I decided to trust that that would actually get me to my goal of being able to run in the way that I used to want to be able to run, where I, how I kind of identify as being a runner. And guess what? It worked. Some of those early runs when I was just, were just consistently being consistent, they hurt. <laughs> they, I felt like they sucked. I felt so slow. I felt like this is never going to get me there because I hardly went very far. Guess what it did? So think about your plans and your follow through and where consistently being consistent could make a difference. Think about where it could create more ease for you and more of a sense of lightness in making these changes and reaching these goals if you focused on just consistently being consistent. Okay, so to summarize how to follow up better, number one, figuring out how you want to track, but doing it in a way that works in your life, that's realistic, that you're actually going to do. I don't have an answer of what that might be, but again, it takes a bit of just problem solving and being curious and thinking, well, let's try this. And if it doesn't work, then let's try this. Which brings us to number two, approach lack of follow through as a puzzle that needs to be solved, as something fun. Again, it's not a failing. It's not something going wrong. It's just the next step towards your goal means figuring this little puzzle out. And then number three, consistently be consistent. Let go of the perfection. Doesn't all have to happen at once. All you need to do is consistently keep working on your follow through. Consistently keep building consistency. All right. I hope that that was helpful. Follow through is a big topic. Like I mentioned, it's what we coach on inside Thrive Academy for physicians. I would welcome you if you're a physician and you're like, this follow through thing is where I need help. Send me an email so we can talk a little bit more about it. So my email is info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. Another option is if you go to thrivingphysicians.ca, you can submit an application form from there, which will then I'll reach out to you and we can talk more about what it would look like to get more help with this and get my support on an ongoing basis. There's a lot I can teach you in the podcast, but it is a fraction of what we can work on when we're actually coaching face-to-face and working on it together. I just wanted to leave you with one question is, have you joined the free Facebook group, the Thriving as a Physician Facebook group? 
This is free. It's like an augment to the podcast. So we take things that we work on in the podcast and work on it and build more community, as well as you get more behind the scenes views on what I do in my own life to manage my weight long-term as a busy physician doing call and all the things. So if you're not a member, I encourage you to head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash thriving as a physician. Or if you just go to Facebook and search thriving as a physician, the group will come up. You have to answer the questions or else I won't let you in. I can only let you in if I can confirm that you are a physician. This is a physician only group. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.